0: Everybody, we are here in Paris talking from Cité Internationale des Arts where we just opened an exhibition titled Europa Enterprise. Jelena Petrovic and myself, Daniela Dugandzic, are curators of the exhibition. We are very happy today to have all these amazing ladies together with us who participated and started the project Europa Enterprise long time ago. I will be the host for today, since I'm the member who was the last one to join in the crew of the Europa Enterprise, and I will be looking forward to hear about your experiences, productions, and ideas around Europa Enterprise concept. We opened the exhibition on the 14th of October. It will be open until 11th of December here in Cité in a big gallery, but also in the Petit Gallery. So we invite all the listeners to come and see the exhibition. Very important to say that together with us today will be Emily Vélez from CADIST, which is a non-governmental organization based in Paris and also in San Francisco. Emily is a directress based here in Paris and also a curator and friend. Thank you, Emily, for being with us today. Lala Rašić from Zagreb and Sarajevo and also New Orleans, amazing uh, artist and a friend and also a member of the Association for Culture and Art Crvena, which I'm also one of the members and founders and directors. Also from Sarajevo we have Andrea Dugandic, who is an artist, poetess, a writer, a musician, who is involved in Europa Enterprise from the beginning and as well member and one of the founders of Association for Culture and Art Crvena. Then we have Jelena Petrovich, who is an academic curator and author, who teaches now at the Vienna Academy of Visual Arts, and is also working independently on different projects all around the world. And then as well here, Natasha Petreshin, who is curator and a writer involved in various projects all around the world. And now just recently became a program director here at Cité des Arts, which enabled us to produce and invent uh, new ideas and new activities that we will do together in the future. I want to start with the whole idea of Europa Enterprise that actually started with the Jelena Petrovich's research where she was interested in myths. And uh, to me, the question is why myths and what was wrong with myths? What is there to be learned and unlearned from the myths that actually create our today's civilizations and have a lot of effects on what is happening today all around the world because of the myths? Hi to everyone. Thank you, Daniela, for this introduction. And uh, I have to say, before this Europe Enterprise uh, cruise started to flow around, I actually started to work uh, with meats and the question of the construction of meats a long time ago through my study. And I have to say that I was influenced so much by my professor, Svetlana Slapshok, who was, actually still is, <laughs> anthropologist of ancient world. And for me, it was a great discovery at that time, that myths can apply to everything, what we live, what we do, because they are part of our collective conscious and that everything that exists in myths exists also in our lives. Through many courses and through this interdisciplinary study of uh, anthropology of ancient world, I also did my research about women authorship and about uh, Yugoslav women authorship in the 20th century. I looked for some kind of matrix, mythical formula, how we can read and explore women authorship. And I came to the myth about Arachne and uh, about Athena. That was the first uh, connection with Arachne. And uh, through this matrix, I looked for origin of female authorship, origin of textuality, origin of texture, and origin of female creativity. The first uh, chapter of my book, which was published in 2018, about politics of love struggle starts with arachne and with politics of resistance which relates to the Yugoslav space. Through this work and uh, after talking about uh, this myth, I came somehow in relation with Lala Raschich and Dra Dugančić, who at the time deal with different kinds of things. Lala already had one art piece which was connected to mythology of Menidas, and which I like so much. And then I asked her. To show this work to my students, then we started to talk about this. We somehow figure out that we should continue through this female authorship, women authorship, to deal with uh, this meeting different kind of exposures through artworks, through writings, through exhibition, uh, etc. What was for me interesting that all three of us dealing with this meet found also some common point, which is post Yugoslav space. For me, it was some kind of matrix of writing and introducing some kind of theory of women authorship through Yugoslav women authorship. Andrea Dugantic through her college used some kind of Yugoslav old magazine to make them. And Lala Rascic also through her video did her research in prison in Kosovo, which was one of the post Yugoslavs based in the youngest European country. So somehow we went through this mythological matrix through very particular space. So it wasn't uh, by intention, but it was really like a coincidence. But this coincidence also talk about how we meet, how we create spaces and how we work together, not only through collaborative practices, but to mutual influences, to create different kinds of works and different kinds of patterns for dealing with different issues, especially when it comes to feminism, when it comes to art, when it comes to resistance. So basically that's something which I would like to say for the beginning okay thank you Yelena, for uh, letting us know what was the inspiration for the whole project we can call it long-term project europa enterprise i would now like to ask andrea maybe just to tell us a story about Arachne and what was her inspiration when she was writing a part of the text for europa enterprise zero edition video and how this inspiration later followed through her work that is also exhibited here at the Europa Enterprise exhibition in Cite through her series of collages, Europa Enterprise.
1: Sorry, I cannot be there, but uh, I'm sure you're representing the space to our pride and our works as well. And thank you for that. Yes, Jelena shares the background of the Europa Enterprise project or program. The initiative, when she told us the story of Arachne, the story was potent for further creation because it stood out as a very good example of the myth that went wrong in its interpretation. And maybe it wasn't our intention, but there was certainly a feminist intent to interpret and reinterpret this classical myth in a way that Arachne becomes a character which stands out as resistance and as a feminist character par excellence. The story is from Ovid's Metamorphosis, book six, follows the story of Arachne, who is a common woman, an artist determined to claim and defend the authority of her skill and talent challenges Athena the goddess of weaving to a weaving contest. They both produce in the end tapestries which are telling a story. Athena tells a story of glorious gods but also depicting little squares on the tapestry of the acts of humans who commit hubris which is the ultimate sin against the gods. While Arachne weaves the story of gods In the end, enraged by the perfection of Arachne's cloth, Athena tears the cloth down, and which makes Arachne wants to commit suicide, which she tries, but Athena, by taking pity on her, prevents her from doing that, turns her into a spider, and leaves her to weave to eternity. So I don't know if this gesture was a blessing or a curse, because Arachne continues to weave through eternity, yesterday, today, and she will tomorrow, which is in itself also the feminist act and the act of resistance. As I said, the idea is to read myths with the feminist intent. And for me, it was important to tell the original myth, to disclose it. I used rhyme because it also gave me some kind of rhythm in the end. and. For me, the story and the original, it was very potent to be then turned into this form and this kind of narration. The other part of the work was done through collages that are presented at Cité. They are made out of old paper, vintage magazines for women that I collected within the Transmaking project, but also because it was a, such a nice and very visual transition from text then to textile making and seeing weaving, actually, as speech and vice versa. For me, it was also a chance to go a little bit into abstraction and create, in the end, collages that very well also fitted with the translation of Sappho's Fragments and Poetry by Anne Carson, which was, in a way, maybe some kind of acoustic but also lyrical soundtrack to making of these works, because I see, in conclusion, Arachne and Sappho as characters that are common and that are connected, because both of them are actually communitas, and they're, for one, the loom, and for the other, the lyre, are the chance or the occasion for communitas or peace, which I think is resistance in itself. Also, maybe something that is uh, personal and very intimate, all these uh, works were created during a strong influence of the autoimmune illness that I have called myasthenia gravis, which in a way keeps me at home, so to speak. The creation, while having the disturbed vision, was sort of resistance for me as well, and the contest that I continue to have with my illness. And that's the conclusion.
0: Thank you, Andrea, for this very poetic introduction into the whole idea and the myth that we now know is wrongly understood. And in our exhibition, we have a lot of these moments where we have to unlearn, to have new knowledge about the exploitation that comes not only from work, but also from history, language, and mythology in this respect. Lala, your inspiration, of course, started also with the but then with MITS and continued through Europa Enterprise project, and then later on through Gorgo. And you created an amazing video work that now our listeners can come and see in the Europa Enterprise exhibition and learn more. But not only perform and uh, produced. Uh, Played a lot with this transformation from yourself to a rachnet to a spider, but you also added the futuristic moment to the story. Can you tell us something about this?
2: Making the video E0, which is, let's say, the first and one of the chapters of the Europa Enterprise project. I was mainly inspired and led by the discussions I had with Jelena Petrovic and Andrea as well because we came around Europa Enterprise as a continuation as Jelena's reaction to the work The Humanids, which I co-wrote with Andrea Dugandic. So it's kind of like out of one collaboration became another and I was very much led by the theoretical background that Jelena gave into the project, especially her research into Arahne. It was almost like a collaborative decision to take this narrative into a speculative future, but in my own independent research into mythology and into the theory of myth and into theory of religion, What was very interesting and what really inspired me and very much affected me is the idea of time, of mythical time, as something that is happening in parallel and something that can be intervened into. I think this really informed my work a lot. Also, what was very influential for me was this idea of saying myth, the pronunciation of it. as I not only work in video, but also as a performer, where most of my performances are verbal, are narrative, where I appear as a storyteller, the telling of myths, as we know now, is actually a foundation of theater. So those two things were very important to me in the creation of the narrative of EE0, actually the other part of the narrative, because the video itself is very structured, it has several, let's say, chapters, which unveil much wider layers and complex meanings. What happens in the future?
0: Since you were the storyteller and we heard a little about the myth, but how is this Europa Enterprise spaceship coming from the future to today? What can we learn from it?
2: This is a kind of speculative vehicle, this Europa Enterprise spaceship, which is something that appears in our imagination and has never really defined what it is. But I think the Europa Enterprise is a, like a mental spaceship, something that is suspended in imagination and it carries the potential of transformation, of modification and intervention into dominant patriarchal narratives and correction of the same, and empowerment through this new knowledge that can be created. This is something that is very trendily called decolonialization of historical narratives. This is what this Europa Enterprise spaceship is. It is the carrier of a possibility, and it is the intervention into mythical time, which is parallel to our time, where we can actually set the story straight.
0: I would now like to ask Emily, but also Natasha, whoever feels the need to talk about the commission of this work and the involvement of Cadiz in this process. And also what is very interesting that this work is in your collection. It has a life of its own. So it's quite interesting to see how the whole idea developed not only through the individual productions of the artists but also collective exhibitions such as the exhibition here in Cité but also Cadiz projects and maybe some future projects. So I don't know, will Emily say Mm -hmm. something about it or maybe Natasha could later say something about experiences of curating the whole project of
3: enterprise? Thank you for having us. So just to give a bit of context, Cadist, which works both in Paris and San Francisco, has been also establishing collaborations with institutions in different parts of the world. And we were organizing a series of regional projects, of course, looking at these geographic frameworks in a critical way as well, but also just acknowledging also that they're very informative and structure a lot of of the cultural activity and the contemporary art field nowadays, no? You always refer to geography and context to categorize things, which is not always a good thing, I guess, also. So we were launching a series of projects over several years, and the project we invited Natasha to Curate was around Europe, which felt very important for me because it's the context in which we operate also in Paris. And it's important, I think, to look at our own context as something to deconstruct as well. So you've been talking in the conversation here today about myths, and I think that in Europe, of course, with Greek and Roman mythology, these foundational myths are still very present in our current culture, education, etc. So it's a perfect entry point to deconstruct some of the contemporary crises or conversations in perspective of something that's very ancient actually. So with Natasha, we established collaborations with different partners in the context of Europe. The first one was in Kosovo in Prisren with the Lombardi Foundation, which hosted uh, Lala's commission and co-commissioned with us also the project. So maybe Natasha afterwards can tell a bit more about this, but I just wanted to mention that I think it was interesting for us also to partner with Lombardi because they were also a very young foundation in formation, and it was also important to show this type of initiative in the context of Kosovo, which is also one of the youngest states in Europe and also has its own issues of mobility within the continent itself. And it gave also like a wonderful backdrop. I think Lala did a great job of integrating the venue and the architecture and the context in her work, basically. It was really almost like a residency, No, know? So you see the theater in the piece. It contributes to the very kind of performative aspect of the work. And then of course, all the work that Lala did on the makeup using local folklore and tradition. I think for me, it's very interesting how the work is very embedded into a very precise local context, but at the same time speaks to a more universal audience in a way, because it draws from these myths that we were talking about. And so the way also of transforming this ancient reference into something very current, as you were saying at the beginning with the whole kind of me too, rereading of the myth of Arachne makes it a very contemporary and necessary piece. So that's obviously why we're super happy that it also joined the, the collection. So maybe i let uh, Natasha give a bit more about also the curating of the commission.
0: Natasha was uh, curating the exhibition. What was your experience on working on this idea generally as a curator and a feminist? But also, what was the general response of the public to this project? Especially because it was also very, as Emily says, it was very locally embedded through Kosovo as the youngest state in Europe.
4: When Cadist invited me to envision and to start thinking about what could be an almost impossible endeavor of curating a project that would talk through three commissions about the situation in the European continent. This was 2016-2017 when we started to discuss with Cadiz. And I have been very lucky to have been since some time already a conversation partner in certain parts of Cadist program. And it was also the period where in Europe, the so-called refugee crisis was beating its peak. And so-called, of course, because as I had these early discussions with Emily, I said, well, this is something I have lived through. This is something that a part of my family that comes from Bosnia has lived through. It's nothing new. It's just the history repeating itself. And this process that this entails, which is a large denigration of a certain part of the society, in people that suddenly lose their homes, lose their dignity, lose their humanity even. It was something that was very clear to me that I wanted to delve into this deeper. And thus, the country in which I was born, Yugoslavia, obviously came as the first choice of something that I wanted to again go back to, especially after learning, for example, that the roots, the pathways that existed between the former republics of once such a strong and diverse and interesting country, these routes today take ages, not only because of the visa issues, but also because of they just don't exist. The routes are not there or they are not taken or they are beaten out or they are non-existing. And so this idea to connect to Kosovo, which was a country that I had a chance to know quite well since 20 years already. I worked there in 2003 as a, if I can say, a very young curator at that time. It was my the initial idea, so how to, through Kosovo, talk about what happened to this region. So I came to this idea after I had the first visit to Sarajevo, where I visited you, Daniela and uh, Lala. It became clear that there should be a connection done between the two countries that almost do not communicate any longer among themselves, or communicate really on super, super rare occasions and they are not that far at all apart from each other. So that's where it came, the idea, to knowing about Lala's project, obviously, about Europa Enterprise. It was obviously an evidence to propose this as a first commission. After Sarajevo trip, I went to Kosovo, and I met with Ibro Hasanovic, another artist that we invited then in the exhibition that we curated at Kunstverein um, in Hamburg and in Cadiz in Paris. And Ibro introduced me to Ares Sporta, was at that time just for a few months young director of the newly established Lombardi Foundation. And I was so amazed by the energy, by the will, by the sheer presence also of him and his team in that incredible town called Prizren that has so much history in it and that has seen so much of history repeated, has seen wars, has seen exiles have seen a lot of culture, diversity, three languages are spoken at least on almost any family there. So it was quite clear that we wanted to see how this could work together. So the first commission was divided in two parts. First was a part that we organized a seminar with the Lombardi Foundation that was about the post-Yugoslav region, as Elena and Daniela rightly coined, let's say, or used that term that is very important to be used in that way. It was really about talking at one side on the present situation of these regions, how do they communicate, but with a special notion connected to the commons. And we had an amazing 2 days discussion where Lala did her performance, You Minutes. And that kind of gave us a feeling how she will be using the space. Like The Lombardi Foundation is a beautiful former Yugoslav modernist building that was supposed to be taken down by the municipality and the Lombardi Foundation. This group of very young people decided to prevent it by uh, occupying it and finding the ways to obtain the label of the um, cultural heritage through European Union. And the second part came then with the presentation of Lala's work. She stayed twice to present to research and to work on the project, then present the film, but also we saw a performance that took place actually a year after. For me, as somebody coming from a very complicated place as well called Slovenia, complicated in many ways because it was uh, always considered as a place which is a little bit uh, too clean to really belong to Yugoslavia clean in all kinds of connotations of that word. It was really wonderful to connect to the past of that region, not only through the content of the past, of looking into the past, as you said, both Emily and Lala and Andrea looking to the, what is there that is teaching us women feminists today? Not only women are feminists, obviously also, hopefully some men are there that are feminists too, but what is indigenous inherent knowledge of that myth and of those myths? in relation to the past of that region that has seen so much violence and disturbance in the recent years, and that keeps on being quite a difficult space. So that was experience that really gave an undertone to other two commissions, I would say, that were really different, but that treated that idea of where are the limits of what one understands that a human means. And so in Arachne, we had this beautiful metaphor of human transforming into something that we would call non-human, and really beautifully also, I think, brought not only the feminist way of reading the myth, but also the obviously the Anthropocene way of looking into the question of Arachne and non-humanity. We obviously tackled on
0: a topic of Europe in our conversation on many ways. We heard about the myth of Arachne. We know something about myth of Europe and the idea of creation of Europe that what is very interesting for us coming from post-Yugoslav space that is geographically in Europe, but actually is not in Europe because of all the political connotations of Europe today and what uh, European community is today and how we are actually not part of it. But I would like to ask Elena to tell us a bit about what is actually wrong with the idea of Europe. And we know what's the present of Europe, but we think a lot about its past, and is it inscribed in a myth of Europe that many of us don't know that well. So maybe, Elena, if you can say something about it, I think it would be, very important to hear this story because it tells a lot about the uh, position of women in present. I hope not in the future, but definitely we it's can aware this position. So comes I will from. avoid what's going on in Europe and what is Europe today because it's obvious to all of us. What is important for me was for this Arachne myth that this becoming a monster, becoming a woman, means also coming to some kind of uh, new textuality. Uh, to new kinds of narratives, and the uh, arachne meet and meet about Europe is uh, something that we can connect with this degree zero writing and degree zero textuality in the sense that we have some kind of networks, webs, different kind of structures that we need to use to project into these different kind of uh, social construction relations to change the narratives. So when you speak about Europe, we have to have in mind all the violence, which uh, starts with Europa, who is the first woman from woman who actually was raped to bring to Europe. And uh, her story was romanticized through centuries, through religion, through literature, through history of art and uh, through European Union since its beginning in '92. you know, just you can find the figure of Europa in front of European Parliament in Bristol and everywhere. You just, you can find it also on Hitler's memorandum where she is blonde and white. So it's really like, uh, it's the question how someone used this matrix and uh, abuse it to gain political power. So when we speak about Europe, we should go back to this that she is a woman that survived violence, and that uh, it's the story about Europe, is the first story about colonization. So it's really like uh, not only about patriarchy and racism, but about all those constructs and conscience that we have today when we live in Europe as Europeans. For me, this is also the question, it's not that if we are not or... Uh, we are colonial or racist or patriarchal. It's the only question how much we fight against this, but we still have in our mind those kinds of matrices. So my question with this textuality is how to get to this degree zero and start to create new stories, new worlds. And I think that this is something which uh, is futuristic with this project and with this Europe Enterprise Exhibition, which brings together uh, Lala's work, Andrea's work, uh, Also, there is intervention by Natasha, helping us a lot with this exhibition, being familiar with all what we are doing with Daniela and with all others. Also, I have to say that there is also collaboration with Stefania Galagati through this exhibition, who actually wrote the poem of Andrea Dubancic about Arachne, the story, the poem about Arachne, through the whole space. She called it like paint 200 meters long. So this is also how this narrative continues to work and to connect through different kinds of actions of resistance, maybe action of creating new stories, new collaboration and so on. As Stefania said that uh, while she was doing a performance of writing the text Andrea wrote for Europa Enterprise, she said It's interesting how Arahne brought us all together. So we are now in this web and we have to continue being in this web because this is the new meaning and the new knowledge we have to create together, knowing all this that Yelena just spoke about, of the fact that even the myth of Europe is so poisonous and it rooted in the worst possible violence, the rape of a woman. And then it continues as we show in the exhibition through exploitation of not only women bodies, but also different people, different colors, different backgrounds, different names, but also nature and our environments. What we exposed in the exhibition and hope we will continue to talk more in the future and as well collaborate more through Europa Enterprise, but also through this Arachne Web
4: that put us all together. Really about weaving, and what you just said that Arachne is like a web bringing all these positions together and that relate. And in that way, I not only collaborated on this particular project that Lala and Andrea and you have been involved in, but I also came in January to Cité des Arts, where the Europa Enterprise project has been already in discussion quite some time. And it was such a natural way to web in again. And it comes in a particular moment in time also at Cité des Arts uh, because we are joining, let's say, a few institutions in relationship to the European presidency of France that is coming very soon. And the European like, the perspective, what European Union is today, how it uh, reflects here in this quite interesting place of 300 artist studios that we have here in, in Cité des Arts is quite an important question. And so the exhibition somehow brings in one of the highlights of that this program, that we will be building this program at des Arts. So it's not a coincidence either that Europe will be very much at so Europe as a concept and what to do with it today is we started with this discussion here with this exhibition. So that's what I wanted to Andrea say. Andrea wanted
0: to say something? Andrea?
1: We just wanted to add to what Yelena was saying, but also maybe to conclude we re- using the Tafos fragment that you also use for the exhibition that says someone will remember us in the future or in another time, that she also suggests some sort of responsibility that we have. And I think that through these networks and through the Europa Enterprise ship, we can, by these networks, create and be responsible and continue this resistance that, was, that we inherited and that we carry on from Arachne to all the other characters. It can be a warning to what we do, that what we do is important, and also that we are responsible to do that. So just to conclude, if I may, thank you.
2: What Andrea said was spoken as a true activist. It reminds me very much of the, I mean, this is something completely different, but of the message that Marta Poppevo does, uh, last film, The Landscapes of Resistance kind of ends on that note. It's not just us here who, Europa Enterprise, have and who've been brought together by Arachne, but about a network that is far much wider than we are at this podcast. So, Andrea, thank you for that sentiment, that closing sentiment.
1: You're welcome, you know I'm an activist in heart, so...
2: Thank you
0: for participating in this very interesting talk, and I'm glad that our listeners will also enjoy. I invite everyone to follow the work of Kadist, to follow the work of Lala Raščić and Andrea Doganđić, to follow the work of Association of Culture Rad Crvena, natasha's works it is work Yelena work, petrovich's work because i'm sure that we will all continue to weave so the future can remember us and uh, luckily we live in times where these nets are not hidden just as andrea said there are many pass out there who deal with the same topics and work in the same directions. so we hope we will find ways to make our future better for everyone thank you everyone for participating in this talk and i hope to see you soon and work with you on other projects as well